really wanted on longer i really did oh my god i love that show hey it's the life of an average joe podcast i'm brandon avera you know all this good stuff welcome back to the show thank you guys so much we did a little uh roulette again a roulette on what shows i was going to i guess post or go live or whatever drop to be cool uh (laughs) and i moved some things around so we just did last week's show, uh, which was about the DCEU. That sounds so stupid. The DCEU. No wonder DC movies are struggling. Anyway, that's what it was about. It was about all the movies um, and the DC universe from their TV shows and how they are really so far behind Marvel. Even if they shouldn't be competing on that level and trying to compare themselves and follow a formula that way, they're so far behind, it's not even funny. And I had my very special guest, Nick Luck, from the AOK podcast on. It was awesome. That I thought I'd bump this up. Let's continue the entertainment talk before we get into some really awesome stuff coming up over the next couple weeks. And I wanted to talk about television. I mean, I wanted to talk about TV. And I'm not talking Netflix and Peacock and Hulu and Disney Plus and Amazon Prime. Forget the streaming services. Let's go back to the golden age of television. What I consider the golden age. At the age of 43, what I consider one of the golden ages of television. Let's go back to when shows would come out that we would look forward to. I mean, you guys remember back when regular network television had real programming that was worth it? I mean, when you look at the local channels alone and the ABCs, CBS and Fox and then even FX, you know, we start to get into the later part of that. But when you look at those and they had great programming, I mean, you got to remember there was a time, I mean, yes, we had to record things on VCRs, but even when the DVRs came out before the streaming services were exactly what they were. Before you could watch almost everything through some sort of platform, you either had to go to one of your video stores to rent, you had to have premium cable, you had to record things off a DVR, or you could use Netflix back in the DVD days to order seasons. I used to catch up on a lot of seasons of shows via the Netflix original OG offers that they had where you could literally go online And you pick the DVDs and put them in your queue. And they would mail out the next one when you mailed it back. I think you could get three at a time. And then, of course, Blockbuster had their little stint at the uh, very similar. Except the only difference with Blockbuster was you could rent those DVDs online, just like Netflix in the queue. But you could also drop them off at your video store. And the minute they would scan it, the minute they would scan that DVD, they'd send the the next one out. But I'm even talking, forget that stuff. Let's look at television. We had some great shows on television. And these were shows that were designed to not only bring in marketing dollars, you know, primetime commercial stuff, but to give the network ratings. Now I feel like 
ratings aren't even an issue anymore with these networks because what do they show? I mean, please tell me, am I wrong? What are they showing on these networks that are worth anything that can't be seen on a streaming service, even Peacock, which you can sit there and watch a lot of those shows like, well, you can watch soccer, which really all that matters, but they have the show The Young Rock, which is a network show. It's on Peacock. This is us network show on Peacock. So I don't even need to and on Hulu. It's multiple avenues. Or if I want to, I can just go on Amazon Prime and rent the whole season or buy it. I don't need the networks. And I don't need to figure out when it's on and keep a DVR to record it. I don't need the networks all. Even the Super Bowl, I don't need the network for. I don't need it. Because I can watch the Super Bowl. Guess where I watched it? On Peacock. I didn't have to go to the regular channels. Most football games now, I mean, you can always buy the package if you have a specific team that is getting a blackout date or you can't watch it in your area, is on a streaming service. I don't need to watch ABC, NBC, any of those, any of those anymore. They're pointless. Now, if I'm in a situation where my finances are at a level that they're hurting so bad that I've got to drop my streaming services, then I can always, I still don't have to get cable. I can always watch the NBC, ABCs, and all those local things. Matter of fact, I bought an antenna from Amazon. I think I paid like $11 for it. And it's not the antenna, rabbit ears, old school, where you've got to like stand on a, on a, a ladder and, and tilt it out the window and hope that lightning doesn't strike you so you can watch something that's all, you know, disoriented and all that. No, it's not that. This is a little tiny thing. It's smaller than the microphone I'm using right now. Trust me. And I, I can put it behind my TV. It's facing a window. I get 100 channels with that stupid thing. And I pay no services. I get AMC with that thing. And I pay no monthly fees. So if I had to 86, if I had to get rid of all my streaming services because I'm broke and it's a matter of paying electric bill or paying for Disney+, Plus, I can still have my entertainment with over 100 channels. I just got to plan it better, like we had to do in the old school days, pre-DVR, where we could only record a couple things at a time. Sometimes you can only record one thing at a time. And there was a, an era of television, and I know I've talked about Sunday or Saturday morning cartoons before. Forget that. Even Friday nights, when they used to have all the shows, Full House. What's that? Growing, not Growing Pains. What's that? Or Family Matters. Perfect Strangers. They had all these shows that were geared towards families to bring them together to create an event to watch television together. And they would do blocks of these shows. I remember watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and then right afterwards watching the spinoff Angel. Actually, it would be Charmed, that show with uh, Shannon Doherty, Alyssa Milano, and some other chick. And they were witches. And then it would be Buffy the Vampire Slayer with Sarah Michelle Gellar. And then it would be Angel, which was the spinoff. And I was a big nerd, and I used to have a crush on Buffy, and I watched it. But I would watch Charmed because my buddy liked Charm. So we'd watch Charmed, go into Buffy, go into Angel, boom. And it was a moment on television. It was, you could only watch those. I couldn't go, if I missed an episode, I'd hope for a rerun, wait for it to come out on DVD, or... Hope that somebody happened to record it. 
That's my only option. Because if... I think we have a tornado siren going off right now, guys. No joke, there's a tornado watch right now. And I haven't gotten an alert on anything, but I do hear a siren. We're going to keep going, guys. If this gets interrupted for a tornado watch, you'll know why. Um, or tornado landing, you'll know why. I guess uh, it'll be the first podcast I've done with a tornado. Um, but I have to wait. And a lot of times, there would be shows that would interfere. So when I was living with my roommates... I could set the VCR in my bedroom to record a show on that TV. But if I didn't have a TV, or God forbid I didn't have a VCR, man, I could miss that show. It could be months. And some of those shows were crucial to the storyline. And I couldn't go online and go on YouTube and, and try, to, try to find the recap. It wasn't like that. So they really drew you in like you had to watch it. Of course, the DVRs, they changed the world. They changed the game on that. And you got to record all this stuff. But these were shows that you had to be there for. Friends was a huge one back then. Now, I've never been a Friends guy, okay? I understand. I I think I understand why people like it. Um, But I did watch the first season. Because I used to watch Courtney, uh, Courtney Cox. Yeah, Courtney Cox on Family Ties because she played Michael J. Fox's girlfriend for a while. That's when I first was introduced to her. And I liked her on that show, so I thought I'd watch Friends. And then I got over it. I didn't care anymore. But these were moments that made you want to watch those networks. And I could go back even further, but these were the things I remember. And then I remember when finally shows started to get... I mean, you've always had the Law and Orders... You've always had the SVU, I mean, those. But you could literally disappear for weeks and come back, and yeah, you might miss a little storyline. I just watched 20-something seasons. I started it when this pandemic hit. 20-something seasons of SVU, because I used to be like a fiend. I loved Law & Order SVU. I never liked the original Law & Order. I was just bored with it. But I liked Law & Order SVU. But then I got really, like, disturbed by it, because there's only so much, like rape and child molestation and it was literally like oh my god there's there's a death in this apartment oh my god we broke in it's a kid this kid was beaten to death and raped and then the dad was beaten to death and raped and the mom was raped and the dog was raped and the cat was raped and i was like okay i just started to feel like sick i was like it felt like every episode they were one up in each other it's like you're already dealing with the special victims unit you don't need to i mean it was It got so bad, I had to stop it. But when the pandemic hit, and we're all trapped, and we're all doing nothing, and we don't know what's going on, I decided to watch it again. So I watched like 20-something episodes of this stupid show. And it got so repetitive and so unrealistic. It used to at least be somewhat realistic. I don't think that's a tornado siren, by the way, guys. I think that was just like a regular siren from a fire truck or something. Um... It used to be semi-realistic. You know, they would, they would base some of their stories off these cases uh, that they would get from all across the country. I mean, there's some very similar ones in there that you can watch. They even touch base on the Jeffrey Epstein situation the first time he got arrested. Not the time that he was killed in prison, but the first time that he got arrested. And they touch base on that. And they touch base on the Michael Jackson situation when all those allegations were sent out about Michael. By the way, I'm going to go on record. I don't believe any of that. That's just want to say that. Um, so I do think Michael Jackson was a super weird dude, but no, I don't believe that. 
but it got so unrealistic. It got so far-fetched and so beyond. I'm like, how are any of these police officers, do they even have a job? If it wasn't for Ice-T on that show, I just quit watching it. And I did. I, I didn't keep up. I think one of the other reasons, too, was I wanted to watch the new one, Organized Crime, because I like stories about organized crime. Until I realized how much I hated De- Detective Stabler, or Elliot, or whatever his name is on the show. And I was like, oh, he's the focus on organized crime? Pass. Now I could care less about anything Law & Order. I wish all the shows would go off the air. But I digress. But again, that was one of the major programs that you would watch every week. And then, and, and then television started to go beyond television. They're like, we need to up our game a little. Okay, Streaming was coming in. It wasn't quite there yet. They needed to up their game. Netflix was debating. They were talking about this streaming service. They were still doing DVDs, and then they were talking about doing a hybrid where you could stream and get DVDs still. So along came a show that was nothing like anybody had ever seen before. And I'm only giving you guys a couple examples because it made me think about all the, these things that came by and where we are today with television, and it was Lost. I think that was like 2004 Lost came out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it started 2004. It was six seasons long. Now, if, if you guys have never watched Lost, sorry, some spoilers ahead, but guess what? It's been out for like, I think it ended in 2009 or 2010. So it's, you know, like 12 years old. You just get over it. Um... But it was a really interesting show. I, a matter of fact, I tried to watch it. I tried to watch it again. And I just was like, yeah, I give up. But it was really cool. The synopsis of this show, which was on ABC, and it did. It was, it was uh, September 22nd. Hey, it's... Uh, anyway. Um, September 22nd, 2004 to May 23rd, 2010. Six seasons long. The reason it took so long is I'll get to that. At 121 episodes, that's a long that's a long show. When you look at how they're doing seasons nowadays, it's almost like they end after three seasons. But it was a great, it was a really awesome show. And essentially, they were on a flight between LA and Sydney, Australia. A plane goes down, people die, some people survive, and they're on this island. Okay, a little bit like, you know, I don't know, think uh, Gilligan's Island, but not. But it's not just any ordinary island. They're on a plane with very unique people. One's a doctor, one's a criminal, one's an agent, one's a thief. Like, all these cool things, okay? And they all have these really interesting, eclectic histories and stories and pasts. And we got to see that in flashback. What brought them to this island? Or what brought them on the plane? Why were they going to Sydney? Why were they going uh, to Los Angeles, like all these things. So it was really cool. But what's cool about it is that the episode, or each episode would get you more detail, but it also brought in strange things happening on the island. Like we were looking at flashbacks of their lives prior to the plane crash. But we were also finding out that there's things happening on this island. Why are there these mysterious noises coming from the jungle? 
Why every time they go in the jungle, there's there some people are seeing like visions of things, or they're seeing they're hearing whispers, or the big giant smoke monster is what they called it. There's these these tree. We never saw the smoke monster, but you'd see as they got into the island, not by the water on the beach, they were safe, but they'd have to go on the island to get food. The trees would break as if Godzilla was coming through, and all these things. And season one ended. Ended with a major cliffhanger where they found this hatch buried in the ground and they were trying to open it to see what was going on with the island. Because some people believed the island was mystical, some people believed they weren't alone. Nobody knew. But it kept you on the edge of your seat. It felt like a movie. It wasn't just like, oh, I can't wait till the next episode. It felt like a movie. What is going on? And I was tuned in. Well, what really stunk about this was right in the middle of this season, or middle of the show, there was a writer's strike. And they only had so many episodes left that were done. So all the shows on television were on pause. And we didn't get our conclusion of this show for months later. It was considered at the time one of the most expensive series in television. The pilot alone cost $14 million. <laughs> they also did uh, little um, interviews and this little short mini episodes called Missing Pieces, which were 12-minute stories to bring us together about what what was missing from the show. As far as like, Plot holes and, and things like that. It, had, it averaged about 16 million viewers per episode, which was amazing. Its sixth and final season dropped to about 11 million. And a lot of that had to do because the actor or the strike. They went on strike. So every show that we were into really hurt the networks. And I think at that moment was when two things happened. One, cable, such as HBO and Showtime, upped their game. And two, Places like Netflix decided, I know what we can do. And that's when we really saw a dramatic change in television. But Lost was a movie. It was a six-season movie. Nothing had been done with the story, with the actors, or with the concept of Lost. Now, unfortunately, it ended, and it sucked. It was a crappy ending, and I think a lot of that had to do with the writer's strike. I don't think they got the same people back. I think they didn't know where they were going. They claim that they had a plan since day one, but it didn't feel that way. It got so confusing that I didn't even know what was going on. So it's unfortunate, but I would kind of like to watch it again to see if, knowing that I know the ending, to see if I'd appreciate it. Ah, but I just, I have too much other crap to watch. But Lost was a game changer, and Lost got some of the cable companies to go, okay, we can't keep showing boxing, um, movies, original movies, documentaries. We need to get into the television series and start competing. Because cable, for a while, there was beginning to be kind of stale. I know that sounds funny, but like HBO and Showtime and Cinemax, well, Skinemax, they called it back in the day, um, they were starting to get stale because they were just releasing movies and all that. And regular primetime TV was coming up with some killer shows. I mean, you had all these sitcoms like The Office and then it got into Parks and Rec and all these great sitcoms and all these great shows that Cable's like, okay, we got to up our game. So they did. So when you looked at 
HBO is the prime time example. HBO said, "Let's we can get away with more. We can get a, away with more stuff on cable network than they can. And let's push the envelope and come up with some great shows. And they used to say HBO's tagline was, it's more than television. It's HBO. Because it was. It was a direct hit at regular television. And I remember this. This is when we get into one of my favorite shows of all time. It came out in 1999. Okay, it started before Lost. But again, this was an amazing show. 1999 Sopranos. Change the face. So probably why Lost had to up their game because of what HBO was doing. The Sopranos is one of the greatest shows to ever hit television, period. The Sopranos is the reason today, it's the absolute reason today that HBO has killer programming. I'm not kidding. It ran from 1999 to 2007. Now, if you haven't watched The Sopranos, spoilers, too bad. I'm on my like 17th time redoing this show. This was such an amazing cast, soundtrack, stories. It wasn't perfect, but it was unlike anything I ever heard of. The Sopranos television is literally about a New York crime family. Tony Sopranos being the main character, James Gallofini, rest in peace. And... His family trying to run a normal life. Wife, two kids, crazy sister, normal sister, crazy mom. And his other family, which is, he's in the mob. Based in Jersey. It's great. It's funny. Sad. Has a lot of moments in it. Created by David Chase, who I thought was great. You got James Gandolfini, Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco was in Goodfellas. And you got Edie Falco great actress. She did another great show on television too called Nurse Jackie. Phenomenal. The show won 21 Emmy Awards in its total time on television. 120 wins, 309 uh, nominations. Unheard of for a show that was not, not on regular primetime network. This was, you had to pay for cable or again, go through the DVDs, which is how I really got caught up on The Sopranos for a time. Until I um, got cable again. But The Sopranos was six seasons long. They didn't deal with the writer's strike. This was the coolest thing. They, they didn't make the writer's strike. They, didn't, they, were, they were okay with the writer's strike. Because they weren't part of that mix. So we got to see The Sopranos. And almost every single review of The Sopranos was top-notch. Again... This was such a huge impact on television. But let's forget that for a minute. Let's take a look at what The Sopranos meant to me. Life of an Average Joe. So I would watch, I think there's 86 episodes. So I was a big Sopranos fan for obvious reasons. But it became a Sunday night thing. Now I used to go over, I always talked about how I went over to my grandma and papa's house for dinner. And I continued to do that for the most part in The Sopranos uh, run. But then there was times where, you know, they got put in, I don't want to say they got put in the nursing home because that sounds awful. Where they got moved to, um, sorry, I just almost fell out of my chair. Where they got moved to 
um, because they could no longer live in their houses anymore. Uh, it wasn't a nursing home. I mean, I hate, I think the term nursing home has really given the world just horrible, horrible vibes. Like, can we change that? And it, it, it wasn't assisted living. It was actually a really nice place. Um, they had a nice apartment. They had a two-bedroom apartment um, because my, my papa couldn't sleep a lot of times, so he'd have to go sleep in the other bedroom. Um, it was nice. It was a nice area. I'd go visit them. I just, the people there were friendly. Um, it was right by the mall, so they would take these trips to the mall. The bus would come, and they'd take these trips to the mall. They had activities like I, I mentioned this before in an earlier podcast. My grandma thrived there. My my papa, on the other hand, I don't I don't think did. I think he had good moments there, but I don't think he did. Um, but uh, they uh, so I would go visit them on Sundays when we weren't doing family dinners anymore, and then I come back and watch The Sopranos because I think it came on at nine o'clock at night. And I always remember it came on another show that I got into that starred Michael C. Hall. Which was, oh my gosh, it wasn't Dexter. What was that other show? I don't know, I have to think about it in a minute. I just totally zoned out, guys. My bad. Total bad. And I don't know where my notes are, so you guys should have to deal with it. But I would go visit my grandma and papa, and then I would come over and watch The Sopranos. Now, inevitably, this was not a Brandon's going to sit on the couch and zone out. This is He's Got People Over. I'd have my cousin come over, cuz. I'd have my girl's girlfriend at the time, whoever that was. Friends, Toby. All We'd get together Sopranos, pop some wine, drink, smoke cigars. And it was a thing. I mean, this was an event that we watched. And we were all into it. It was like, shut your mouth. And thank God that back then, that came at a time, that yes, we had cell phones. But we didn't have our, 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 we were not addicted and glued to our social media like we are today. This was not, let me watch a TV show with you and scroll and chat with my friends in groups or text or TikTok. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that. I have no idea what happened. Because I was too busy looking at this bear dancing in a bikini next to a naked chick. Like, that's what society has come into now. Nobody pays attention. They sit there and they scroll through their phone like, oh, that was a good movie. Really? What happened? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I got the gist of it. It's not the Cliff Notes movie. Like, what? I can't stand it. It's my pet peeve. I, I, I went off on a rant. I'm sorry. But I am so happy that The Sopranos was on during a time when we weren't doing that crap. Because I think people that do that now are completely rude. And I don't give them the excuse of that's just the way they are or I'm a millennial or anything. I think they're rude. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're my friend. You're rude. Period. It's disrespectful. Like if you're going to the movies with somebody, why are you going to be on your phone the whole time? If we're getting together or watching a movie, let's watch the movie together. Talk about it. Hang out. Laugh. Why you got to be on your phone looking at stupid crap that don't matter? Or texting somebody else. I don't do that. Now I will do that. If I'm just zoning out to some stupid show, I'm watching The Office for the thousandth time, or I've got some, you know, cartoon on, I'm watching, you know, He-Man from Netflix, I don't really care, fine. But if I'm, if I'm watching something brand new, I'm not talking to anybody. Because then, what am I really doing? I'm, I'm, I'm wasting more time on my phone? All right, sorry. Rant over, circle back. But... <laughs> The Sopranos came on at that time where, thank God, we didn't have to do that. I mean, seriously. Oh, the show was six feet under, by the way. Just thought I'd tell you that. That was a show with Michael C. Hall. And Sopranos came on after that, uh, which was awesome. Uh, because Six Feet Under was another really good, weird show. But, and I'll get into that in a minute. 
So you had that block, you could watch Six Feet Under. Or there was that show about polygamy. Polygamy. That was cool. Am I saying that right? Uh, that was really cool. And then um, I think it was Big Fat Liar or My Big Fat Family or I don't know. But there's all these shows on and then Sopranos came on. So we would get ready. We were there. We wanted to see the HBO logo pop on the screen. Bam. You heard that music I played at the beginning of the show? Bam. Sopranos came on and we were there. Drinking our wine, getting ready, you know, afterwards talking about it, hanging out, smoking cigars in the patio. We were having a great time. As the show progressed, it turned into Sunday dinners were at my place and I would cook. And it was an all day thing. I remember my buddy Ken would come over and he would have to play catch up for The Sopranos. So he'd watch the episodes before while we were all hanging out, drinking, making dinner. And I'd have 10, 15, 20 people over. Cuz was there, you know, um, friends from uh, Chicago. Paulie was there one time. Um, you know, that, the, the, the Italian girl I talked about, you know, <laughs> she was there. And it was great, man. God, what a, anyway. Um, and we would do it. We would just, just have a big Italian feast. And I remember, I'll never forget, I gotta move this cord. Anyway, I'll never forget the finale. Here we are. We're getting to the finale of The Sopranos. It's all leading to this. This one moment. What's going to happen? We know where things could go. We have predictions, but what's going to happen? What was great about it is, there's no spoilers. You know, people aren't like, hey, this leaked image. This came out. Oh, did you hear about this? This came No, it wasn't about that. We had to wait for Sunday night to watch The Sopranos and find out what was going to happen with our characters that we've grown to love. I mean, here HBO took a show. David Chase and HBO made a show about characters that we should not like. We shouldn't like. Forget the fact that they're good actors and they had some moments. We should not root for these characters. These are despicable people. I mean, we had a guy um, in the series that broke into his mom's friend's house to rob her she woke up and he ended up strangling her to death and then robbed her. And this is a guy that we were laughing at the week before and, and it really kind of liked. We, we had a guy that was a heroin addict that we were pulling for, but we forgot that he just chopped up a body in the butcher shop. <laughs> even, even Tony Soprano, who we really liked, he's got a massive, massive ego. He cheated on his wife. He um, choked a girl. I mean, she... I don't think she deserved it, but he choked a girl. I mean, like all kinds of, and we were rooting on these people, but we were glued to it because somewhere in our psyche or somewhere in our minds, some of us could relate to that. Not choking a girl, that's not what I'm saying, but we could relate to these dark sides, these dark characteristics. We could relate to it. And it was a television show, although very real. There was a couple moments on the show, I got to be honest with you, I was like, ew. I had to look away because it, 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 it like, it hurt. There's a scene where uh, 20, I don't even think she's 20. Maybe she's 21. I don't know. Pregnant girl gets beat to death by this guy who I absolutely did hate. I mean, beat to death. She gets her head smashed into a, a guardrail and kicked. And, and I got to be honest with you, even after rewatching this, and I've probably watched that series four or five times, I have a hard time looking at that because, I mean, it's, number one, I don't want to see that happen to anybody. 
I mean, maybe that guy, but not a girl and not a pregnant girl at that. Um, but it's just, it felt real. It didn't feel, it was, it was too much. So it, this is not a show. Again, this is not a show that's for families. And these are not characters that you should be rooting for. I didn't root for that guy. Ralphie sucked in that show. Um, but he was a great character to have. He just sucked. But we're all waiting for this finale. We're waiting to see what happens. And I think at the time, I had cooked a massive dinner. Ken had watched like five episodes to play catch up. I mean, these guys came over at like noon. And we're drinking, playing cards. I mean, it was great. I got to be honest with you, and maybe some of you that were there or remember this uh, knew, I probably had 20, 25 people there. I, I mean, on a Sunday, all day, eating and drinking. I don't know if my sister was there for that. I think she was. But I had people sitting at the dinner table watching Sopranos on the floor, sitting on the couch. I mean, I had to pull chairs in from outside and like bring them in. I mean, we had his place rocking. Great food to play, drinking. And we probably went through like 15 bottles of wine that night. <laughs> it's crazy. And I will never forget the ending. To this day, I'm still mad about that ending. I'm still mad. Because it left us, and if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sorry, just deal with it, but it left us not knowing what happened, guessing, speculating, theories. Everybody the next morning went on TV, went on the internet, all over the radio, they were talking about the Sopranos. And again, the internet wasn't like it was today, you know, where you could just go in and find it. You had to like search. You had every news outlet, local media. I mean, like seriously, like local to Channel 4 News. was like, did you guys see Sopranos last night? Can you believe? Everybody was talking about it. And it left us for years wondering what the heck. It wasn't until recently, and I have to confirm if this is right or not, that David Chase came out and actually told us what happened. Now, there were other people that were in the show that believed this happened, but David Chase told us what happened. And I'm like... You're just telling us that because you got it's weak, and then they made a, a Sopranos prequel movie that was just kind of eh. uh, had its moments, but it was just kind of eh. Um, but I'm like, are you are you are you just telling us and giving us a, a to promote your movie? I, but again, here we were. This drew us. When has a television show truly brought people together? as a family, as much as some of these shows I'm naming. And these are just my experiences. These aren't everybody's experiences. But HBO continued from there. They continued when they had the Michael C. Hall show, which was a great show, Six Feet Under. Super weird, by the way. And I think there was only like five episodes. Uh, not five episodes, five seasons. I could be wrong. I don't remember. Um, yeah, it was five seasons, 63 episodes. But the synopsis for this show, again, this broke all kinds of records. This, this crossed lines that regular television couldn't do. There was a funeral director, and it was all about his family and a mortician. <laughs> and it was all about Michael C. Hall having conversations, imaginary conversations with the deceased with people that he had buried and what he needed to do to continue with his weird life. And that's all I'm going to say. Because I don't want to give anything away if you guys want to go back and watch it. But there's some major themes on there. I mean, the themes obviously of human mortality, nature and life of death, um, the death of an industry, the death of friends. Everything was death. Um, 
homosexuality. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. And Michael C. Hall did a great job. It, there's, there's a reason that he got on Dexter, which there you go. Showtime finally caught on. Showtime, which just brought back a final season of Dexter. I haven't watched it yet. Made a show based off the books about a serial killer that had rules. He would only kill killers or people that deserved it. Molesters, gangbangers, um, maybe not necessarily people that robbed, but abusers, um, rapists, and other serial killers. That's how he controlled his <laughs> faults, his, his glitch in the Matrix, is that he would kill killers. And he was a blood, he worked for the Miami PD, and he was a blood splatter an- analysis. 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 Yeah. He worked, he was a blood splatter expert. So he'd work all these crime scenes, get all this information on these killers, then go kill them. And yeah, they were based off books for a while, but what a crazy idea. And guess what? You actually pulled for a guy who is killing people that are scumbags. You couldn't get away with that show on television at all, but it changed the game and it brought people together. It won all kinds of awards and it also caused regular television to step up its game. And let's not forget what Game of Thrones did most recently and what we're at right now with HBO and streaming. But those days of coming back to the television to watch these shows, I think they're over and I think they're long over. I think regular TV, unless something happens, regular TV is going to be a a source for local news, live stuff, you know, you still got your shows like American Idol, unfortunately, America's Got Talent, these reality shows, crappy shows like The View that shouldn't even be on TV anymore because it's a bunch of idiots that have no idea what they're talking about and they should just be all put out to the pasture. Um, You know, things like that. Sports, obviously, but more and more those network services, those local channels are either getting bought up and they're coming out with their own streaming platforms, or they're merging. Peacock is struggling right now, and I like Peacock, because it's trying to find that balance of live TV, original content, and movies. But the problem is, a lot of these movies are, are working for these major studios. So you have all these Warner Brothers movies, and every all their little entities underneath it. So those are going to go to HBO before anywhere they'll go to prime and stuff like that but they're going to go to hbo and stay there ultimately in the end so you've got people like peacock that can only have these movies for a certain period of time so they're trying to come up with original content original shows netflix again is losing a lot of movies and they have but they're continuing to pay big top dollar for original contract content they are signing Major celebrities to multiple movies. Just look at Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds came out with that movie um, with The Rock and Gal Gadot. I don't know. Um, I forgot what it was called. But they've signed him with like three projects. He just came out with The Adam Project. Big actors, multiple people involved, multiple money to bring people over to Netflix. Look at their shows. Look at what Netflix... Netflix is actually nominated for Oscars and Grammy... Or not Grammys, Oscars. I don't think they're doing the Oscars yet. I think it's the... Maybe they are, yeah, the Academy Awards. They are. And um, 
because of their shows. Because they were because t- at this point in the game, movie theaters are getting screwed, and and these major corporations or these major platforms, I, I should say, are putting out big time dollars for movies. When you get guys like Martin Scorsese directing, and you get all these other big name directors bringing in actors for not even just movies but television shows. Look at the Ozarks. Stranger Things, even though the kids are like 45 now, and it's finally coming out with this next season. That was nominated for a ton of shows. And then a lot of these shows that were originally on local channels are getting a second coming. The Office was one of the top-watched shows on Netflix. and had been off the air for a couple years. Now it's back on Peacock. Most of the people got Peacock because of The Office. That's a true story in the beginning. You've also got Friends. Friends featured a resurgence because of Netflix, and now it's on HBO Max. Yeah, you can get the regular reruns or whatever, but if you want to binge watch Friends, boom, HBO Max. Lost is on Netflix. That had a little bump. All these old school shows that made an impact on television back in the day are now getting a second coming. But the game has changed. I just don't see the television being what it is anymore. Regular TV. And I don't think it's ever going to go out there. Ever. That movie was Red Notice, by the way. Ryan Reynolds was Red Notice. And he made $20 million. $20 million for that movie. And it was one of the highest watched movies on Netflix. The most, what they call downloaded movies, even though you're technically not downloading them. The most downloaded and streamed movies on Netflix of all time was Red Notice. And it was okay. It was entertaining. It was better than the Adam Project he did, that's for sure. But that's huge. $20 million. All these celebrities are seeing what's happening with the movie industry. And the television industry. It's why they're getting big name celebrities to do television shows. Look at how much Amazon just paid to do the Lord of the Rings stuff. The new Lord of the Rings prequel. One of the largest, no, the largest television series of all time. Cost-wise. And it's not even out yet. It's called The Ring of Powers by Amazon. But Amazon just bought MGM. So these guys are here to play. I think we're going to see an increase in Amazon. Uh, not just Amazon pricing. <laughs> but in Amazon movies and, and all that. The Ring of Power is going to... It's it's massive amount of money. And they're banking that. And that's changing the game. There's no way that local channels can compete with something like that. Even if they wanted to. There's no way. Because Amazon bought the rights for Lord of the Rings for $250 million back in 2017. They're doing a five-season production commitment, five-season commitment of the Rings of Power with $1 billion worth at least, at least $1 billion. It's finally going to premiere September 2nd, 2022. Can you believe... I mean... This is an epic, epic show, epic series that's, that whether it's going to be good or not is, is yet to you know, be determined. The idea of it is interesting, but the fact that they have dumped that much money in it and then they just bought MGM, you're about to see that Amazon's going to change. Amazon's going to competitor. So when you look at shows, I mean, look, they got The Boys, 
They got, there's a ton of other shows on Amazon. I just can't think of them right now. And you look at Netflix, what they've done with streaming. You look at Disney Plus, what they've done with Star Wars and Marvel as far as the shows go. And then you go look at Hulu's originals and Peacock's and then Paramount. What can the network do if they are pulling in all these celebrities? There's only so many SVUs you can do. There's only so many reality singing crappy shows you can do. There's only so many sports you can play. What next? When you've got sports, when you've got leagues doing exclusive contracts, and you've got Syria soccer doing exclusive contract with Peacock, and then, of course, they have the Syria network, you're going to show some games, but how many? They're going to go to Peacock first. So why, when are these networks going to just either change the game again or just die? And just show reruns. Like, it's just reruns, talk shows, and a bunch of old ladies talking that nobody cares about. That's it. It's we, the, the golden age of television, regular television, much like radio, is dead. It's like owning a home line. Why would you ever want to own a home line? What is the purpose? Are you still faxing? Why don't you send a letter Pony Express then? And people are like, well, what if the cell towers go out? My parents have a home phone, and I swear to God, every time I call them, it drops. It's always dropping. Like, well, it's our new phone line. Well, it's stop paying for it. Well, we get a discount if we pay for it. No, you don't. They jack up the prices on your stupid cable that you shouldn't be paying for in the first place and your Wi-Fi. And then they say if you get a phone, they'll drop off $10. But if you never had the phone and you got no use for it and you get rid of cable, guess what? There's your discount. I try explaining this to them all the time. Stupid. Well, what if our phones go out? Well, I don't know what to tell you. You can still call 911. What if we can't? Well, then I guess you're screwed. What do you want from me? I haven't had a phone in years. And at some point, these companies, by the way, speaking of phones, they're going to stop offering those phone lines because the contracts, they have these massive contracts with these huge phone companies. But once those contracts are up, forget it. You're going to see the home phone line disappear. And in my prediction, most of the basic, 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 generic, ABC, NBC, all that crap, those guys are going to disappear in some fashion. I think we'll always have them for news and crap, but the money is not being sunk into them. They're not coming out with shows that work anymore. Most of their shows are dead in one or two seasons because it's not worth it. Because who wants to do it when I can go to Netflix and get $20 million to make a basic comedy? Or I can do something like the Ozarks or Stranger Things or, God forbid, any of these actors on Lord of the Rings. Like, hey, you're almost guaranteed five seasons, even if it sucks. Pretty much. Which is more than any of the other shows do. What are some of the shows that you guys remember? What do you, what do you remember from the golden era of television? Are you a Sopranos fan? Because I could do a whole episode on The Sopranos, breaking it down. If there's any Sopranos fans out there that truly know The Sopranos and you want to do a deep dive into that show, let's talk. I'd do that. I'll come on here and do that. Shoot. God knows I've been talking about it for the last 15 years anyway. But what about you guys? Do you you guys miss that? Do you guys kind of wish that television would almost go back to some of that? Just so we could have those moments where everybody gathered around the TV? Now we do it with streaming service and all that. I understand that, but it was different back then, and and it was. And if you weren't part of it back then, you understand, but it was. It was a big deal. So my bottom line, pick which streaming service you want, stick with it. You can watch some of these shows that I've talked about. 
If you don't like streaming service, look on that Amazon and get that antenna. I mean, you, out of 120 shows, there's got to be at least one thing, right? And God forbid, stop paying for phone lines and cable anymore. It's ridiculous. It's through the roof. You can get five streaming channels, five streaming platforms for the price of cable that has nothing on it anyway. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in uh, season four of The Sopranos right now, re- my rewatch for the God knows how many times. I like to have a show. I like to have a show that I can rewatch and not do anything. Like if I got to write, I got to edit a podcast, I want something on in the background. I don't like quiet. And I play a lot of music, but I like to write when there's one, a show on. Because sometimes I'll pause, you know, when I'm writing, take a look at it and go, oh, okay. And then I get an idea again. But tell me some of your favorite shows, guys. Don't forget to email me, the life of an average show podcast at gmail.com. You can go to life of an average show podcast.com. Find all your episodes, sign up for the emails, check out the book section. Yeah, and get your get that information going to you so you can be ready for that. Don't forget to check out my sponsors. These guys have been great. Oasis Texas Brewing, you guys are amazing. Um, there's a potential Austin trip coming up too. And actually, I got one of the guys coming on from Oasis Texas Brewing in a couple weeks, so that'll be fun to talk some craft beer. And uh, keep following, guys. I really appreciate it, man. You guys have been awesome, man. Uh, I'm seeing some of these episodes, you know, that are really hitting home and and I'm getting feedback and I love it. So please leave feedback, uh, any platform you listen to, ratings, follow, like, shares, you know, but most importantly, just message me. Tell me, tell me what you think. All right, guys, you have a great night. Go watch a show. Talk to you later. Hey guys, so guess what? That was actually a tornado warning and a tornado siren that was happening. Apparently there was some rotation. I am safe, but that's a podcast first. I don't know if it's a podcast first. It's a life of an average Joe podcast first to be broadcasting during a tornado. I'll tell you what, the winds have definitely picked up. Can't really see outside. Um, The clouds are uh, not a pretty color that we like to see, a nice little green, and we got some hail, but I think it's going to pass us, and I think it's going to head its way to Oklahoma, and I think we're okay. Uh, the hail sucks, that's for sure. Good thing my car's in the garage. But uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but I can definitely uh, see it on my patio. But thank you for listening. I hope to hear from you guys. Tell me your favorite episodes uh, of t- television, or I should say seasons or shows. What did you look forward to on a Sunday, a Friday, a Monday? What got you to the television before the streaming wars happened? What was your main show? What is a show you wish would have continued longer that didn't? Maybe you felt like that was a great show, but it was too short. You can reach me at the life of an average com. If you guys listen on Anchor or Spotify, you can always message me there. Instagram, of course, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all the fun stuff. Definitely want to hear from you guys. Thanks again for your support.